You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to the All to Play For Euro 2020 post-match podcast with me, a very croaky Lindsay mm. Hipgrave, and you, Joe Cole. And Joe, you managed to get the golden ticket. I did, Lindsay. It weren't till the day uh, yesterday, no, day before the game, where I got the, got the ticket, buzzing, took my two boys, and just like, they've been to football before, but they ain't been to football, if you know what I mean, because they've been, when it's... Of, apart from my son at the Champions League final, obviously, but the other one, he hasn't been properly. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So he's like, I walked down Wembley Way, people were just singing, dancing, beer was being thrown, and they absolutely loved it. They were singing the songs, got them in the stadium, and they're five and eight, the boys. So, like, five girls and eight year olds could, you know, not really, they watched every minute of the game and they was engaged. The, the, the shirts were off when we scored, and when we scored the goal, I got a bit emotional, a bit choked up, so I've just grabbed them and we hugged. They were so excited. Yeah. It was probably one of my best moments I've had with my with my, with my kids, sharing that with them, because I think it'll be one of their earliest memories. It was a spirit. They'll just remember it forever, won't they? It did, and, and it felt poignant the whole day. I said this from the moment when we've been going back to football after lockdowns and seeing people. Everyone sort of appreciated being there appreciating each other the atmosphere was charged when we were like walking down Wembley Way and I think the whole experience sharing it with my, my my two boys was because I can remember walking down Wembley Way watching England as a kid you know and and feeling that excitement whether it be for England or whether FA Cup finals so walking down in my boys and seeing them so excited so when the goals went in and I grabbed them it was just like it was just it just blew me away. It was just amazing. And even in the corporate, we was in a slightly corporate area and everyone was singing and dancing. Yeah. And it was amazing, Lindsay. It really was. It I felt lucky to be there. Magical. It was. It was. That's, a, that's the word I would use. Magical. And I was at Euro 96. We talked about it, didn't we, when we had Ali on and everyone like that. And last, last night, it felt like the country come alive and like that spirit was reborn. It was amazing. It just felt magical is the perfect word. It was almost exactly like you predicted it as well on our last show. The first time since 1966 that we've knocked Germany out of a, a major tournament as well. Just to describe a bit more that atmosphere on the final whistle. <laughs> well, it's carnival-like, you know, like the last few months, obviously with, with the Champions League final and now this, I feel, I feel I've been to two games which I think will be will live heavily in the memories of, of the, the supporters, and it felt it felt that there was relief. There was this, almost a sense of disbelief. You know, it's, it's, <laughs> trying to explain to my boy why we're rivals with Germany on the, in the car on the way there was an good look with that one. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting conversation. You know, you know, you had to go through the, the history lesson and and blah, and, and you know, tread carefully because you know you want them to grow up as. Um, understanding but also like level-headed and um <laughs> so that was that was an interesting conversation i quickly just got the uh free lions song on and started singing that because well, i didn't know what to say but um, yeah i mean it just felt like it just felt perfect and with, with, when when harry when harry scored the goal 
you couldn't it all just it just felt right it just come together and afterwards I went back up into the box afterwards and looking down at where the families were and I could see the families were there hanging around and and they were sort of talking to the players in front of the press and I was thinking to myself that's probably the only time they're going to get to see their loved mm. their, their loved ones playing on the pitch, and, and that because obviously the lockdown bubble, the special circumstances, and that all the families were united, and they, I just remember going back to my times playing these tournaments, and it was just it just it, it, it even though all the, all their families is great experience for them, you know and you see them sort of talking to seeing their kids, you know that's that's it's just it was so surreal watching it all unfold and I, I'm just lucky that I had probably one of the best seats in the house to see it so yeah very lucky definitely I don't think I've ever celebrated a goal as much as that that first one that went in I didn't realize how much I'd been affected growing yeah. up by those defeats to Germany and stuff yeah. but it was clearly a lot because the, the way that first goal made me feel was just hard to describe yeah so much do you know what is Lynn's right and without getting a too deep on the matter I think I think as human beings, you know, we all, we all want to, you want to connect with the team or you want to connect with something and something that bonds us so much divides us now. You know, we've got this, this campaign, that campaign and different views, left wing, right wing, all the different things that divide us. And, and the one thing that brings us all together is football, grandfathers, fathers, sons, friends. We argue over it. We fight. We, we, you know, we celebrate, we cry, we laugh and, I think, I think that's what it is. I think just the whole country needed something to, that united us. And I think last night in particular, I think that was it. Because I was walking down Wembley Way and I saw you, you see people of all colours and creeds, you know, different religions, it, you know, and everyone was just getting on, you know. And, and Wembley, as much as people who don't know London might listen to this, you know, Wembley isn't a really highbrow part of London. Wembley's London. Wembley's what, you know, Wembley's where I'm from. Yeah, Wembley's like everyone's there and everyone's involved. It was just a special, poignant game, and I just thought, you know, I'm just just so glad that we've had that and we've had that day. So it think- was just amazing. The person responsible as well for uniting us and, and, and getting that connection again with the players and, and with the fans is Gareth Southgate because he, he just leads that team with, with so much class and, and mm. dignity, doesn't he? And he's had a lot of criticism, especially going into that game, people questioning his tactics, his formation, the players he's, yeah. he's leaving out, but he keeps silencing those critics. Yeah, and, 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 that's, and that's one thing that I think that's all of the people, Gareth, Harry Kane, Raheem, Jordan Pickford, Harry Maguire, John Stones, you could list all of them. Silencing critics. We we operate as footballers in a world where everyone's got to be such a strange world because everyone's I was listening to the people around me and the people sitting around me were, were good people, was having a chat. Everyone had a different different opinion. This one fella didn't like Raheem Sterling. This other fella didn't like Harry Kane. This one didn't like and like, you know, so everyone's got an opinion. And Gareth, I think he, he, what he said, what, what he alluded to was he, he ignored the noise and he mm-hmm. picked a team in each one of these four games and it's been different where he's, you know, I still remember his eyes are on the players and yeah. he even knows the players personally. So he's picked a team, he's picked the tactics and he's got it right four times. Now, but he I think also it's, knew, wrong. he said you're dead, didn't he, if you get, if you yeah. get it wrong and that's yeah. so much pressure. Yeah, and that's it. And that's it. And do you know what? You've got to, 
look at Gareth, right? And look, look at the, the, the open letter he wrote to the fans at the start of the tournament. You know, and I think he sort of, that's the first time I think, he's very statesman-like, very presidential. And that's the first time you, he wanted, I think he wanted to put across to the fans what it means to him. Because when you see him presidential, statesman-like, you know, sometimes he can, he can come across cold, which is what you need in that time. But, you know, he talked about his grandfather, the military, now, all these things of what it means to be British, you know, and he sort of, his journey and what he thought it meant to New England and the new, you know, all the, the multicultural, and he brought it all together beautifully. I thought he, he allowed himself last night, I think just a glimmer, just mm. to let, there was a little, I liked it. I thought, when he said that, I thought it's like, I've got it right. Four times, I've got it right. Even against Scotland, in which, which was a difficult game because of the, the type of game, especially, he's got it right. And everyone around me had a different team, different players who they liked, different systems they would have played. But you have to trust Gareth. There's, you have to trust Gareth. I thought it was beautiful when he, he, he talked about David Seaman afterwards as well. And Because as footballers, Linz, you remember games where you, you've... I didn't take penalties. I didn't miss many. But when you miss a chance and you feel like you let your team down, like Gareth, you know, Gareth said, look, we can't take that. He looks at David Seaman and said, I, I can't take the pain away. But United he's given them something else and given himself something else to talk yeah. about now when everything's about England and, and Germany. And I love the fact that he, he can lay those goals to rest now, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, that's a massive, that's a massive one for him. Um, it was about redemption for him. And, and he, was, he was straight on point on job again. He was talking about the next game and, ha- and how he was going to prepare and what, what he was going to do and the different challenges it will face. But you know what was one thing? I think as a player... And I always said this is a plan. I think it even more as a media player. We have a responsibility in the media. Yes, we can question. And fans, you know, I'm a fan now. The media, I work in the media, but I'm a fan. I think we can question. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's right for their opinion. But do you know what the fans did yesterday? I thought they left it at the outside. And when they come in, they got behind the team. Yeah. And, uh, and they got behind Gareth, you know. And there's some players out there who wasn't, ain't, ain't been at their best. But you're so important as fans and as, as, as just as a country and how them lads feel, you know what I mean? And I just think that just everyone got it right on the night and, and led by Gareth. I want to talk about Raheem Sterling as well, because you said that people, you know, some people yeah. didn't think he should start. But the boy from Brent keeps delivering, doesn't he? A, a third goal in the tournament so far. Or do you think he doesn't get enough respect? No, he, he, he doesn't, Lind. And, and the, Raheem's a remarkable person you know I, I played with Raheem at Liverpool I, I saw him come through I saw the talent first and foremost and um, he's a quiet lad but he was a quiet lad he was a quiet kid coming into the team you know, but he's a remarkable human he was, he, he was a, off the pitch he's been a father very young he's been thrust into this role model type position you know and he's a kid from London like myself you know he, he's rough around the edges you know and I think, but when you break it down and you look at how well he conducts himself and holds himself, he's someone we should be proud of, like Definitely. we're proud of Harry Kane. Raheem, you know, it's similar to Barnsley you come on, you know, but, you know, Jamaican heritage, come to England, he's a proud Englishman. You see that by the way he plays for England and, and, and what it means to him. So we should just be very, very proud of Raheem Sterling whether you, whether you pick him in your team or you don't pick him, he, he's in my team. You know, Fifteen I have goals in his his last twenty appearances for England. I just don't know how people are are even questioning it. 
him it's because like, he's he's the one when you just watch him and you just think he can make something happen out of nothing. Yeah, he can. He can. He drove at the back three of Germany. He was he's in form, obviously. You know them stats, but he just makes things happen. And he's come. He comes back. He's ice cold. You know, he's a he's a killer, Raheem Sterling. Like he he goes on a pitch and he does his job. And I think Gareth appreciates that. I've said, I think I've said before, I think international football is character before character before ability. And I thought the lads last night, but the first 20 minutes, if ever a game was about your mentality, yeah. riding out a storm, getting the shackles off. And I think Gareth, when he picked his team, I think if what lads are going to get me through that first 20 minutes, because them boys, they, you know, they're all affected by the ghosts of, of, you know, they've grown up seeing us stumble in these games and not go right moments not go for us you can get into your DNA and your something like so that he needed them characters so every one of them them lads on that pitch showed immense character immense like immense fortitude because the Germans in the first 20 minutes I was like we couldn't get the ball could we and I I just thought this is all going to go wrong but Saka, I thought, was the one who really started to rock them and helped us get back into the game. Spot on, spot on. And he would have been one that, although he was brilliant last game, you know, people were calling for Jack and calling for Phil from the start. But Saka and Raheem, either side of of Harry, I think they they complimented him. Saka was just... And by the way, he's running at Rudiger as well. Probably, arguably, the the best defender in Europe over the last six months. Since he's come back into the Chelsea to a Champions League winner immense in the final but when he won that free kick you thought he's he's got in his head now yeah 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 he's all wrong certain players are all wrong like horses and horses Saka's all wrong for Rudiger he's all wrong for a lot of players because he's super talented but Rudiger Rudiger needs a physical battle he needs someone he can just he can he can go into midfield and Saka was popping into pockets turning dropping his shoulder driving at him and Rudiger couldn't sort his feet out so and I think that put fear in Germany because Rudiger's their best one-on-one defender. And if he couldn't get to grips with Saka, you know, I think Hummels doesn't want to be isolated. So he's like, we've, I've got to, I'm going to have to deal with Harry because, you know, he's having, Saka, Rudiger's having to deal with, with Saka and he, he, he needs help. So I think Saka put massive doubt in Germany at a point in the game where we needed that. In the analogy of boxing, we needed to land a glove. Mm. on Germany at that point and Saka did that and he allowed us up the pitch he was fantastic and we should say welcome to the tournament Harry Kane as well you predicted he would score What what's that goal going to do for him and his confidence now going forward mm, massive I mean do you know what that was so interesting Lindsay. I'm sitting there around people and they're asking me should we take Harry off should we take Harry off and I'm going to be honest Like I was like I was like yeah I, I was like yeah and, and I was like, yeah. he's not, he's not, he wasn't in the game. He wasn't affecting the game. Everyone the in the pub where I was w- w- wanted him to come off. And I'm thinking, if this goes to penalties, we need him on the pitch. Exactly. But he, he'd only had two touches in half an hour. And you're thinking, what do we do? Yeah. Exactly, Lindsay. And Gareth would have been thinking that. I saw him, I saw him speak to Steve and, and to have the composure say no we know what Harry is we know he, we know one the next chance is going in we know right he wasn't playing well he hasn't been at his best so I had the composure to, to go with his with his instinct to go with his people were saying some hor- hor- horrible stuff around me about Harry Kane 
absurd stuff. I know probably they'd have the drink and all things like that, but they was and to, to, for Gareth to stick with that and and for it to, to to roll out like it did where Harry Kane's gone bang goal, it's gonna be immense for Harry. It's gonna be immense for Gareth. Yeah. Because Gareth's going to get confidence in his convictions now even more. That's why you stick with him because yeah, that's what yeah. he can do. Joe, it's a tough one because there were there were just top performances all over the pitch. But who was your man of the match? Oh, I don't know if I can answer that for you, Lindsay. I think I'm going to I'm going to quick. I know we 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 want to keep this short and sharp, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go with Harry Maguire. Right. With because out, yeah. I saw him at one point. I think Harry now. I've met Harry a few times. Never played um, with him. Played against him. Recognised the talent early on. Recognised the character early on. I thought he'd become a, a big player for England. I think Harry Maguire stands next to the likes of Tony Adams and Terry Butcher for, for me now. I think what a leader, moments, a leader. But not only that, Lins, he gets. He gets a lot of stick in the media. He's at Manchester United, but he ain't at Manchester United of the last of the, the noughties or the nineties. This is he's leading that team. But but there was a moment in the game where the crowd started singing his name. He's, he, he, his chest puffed out. But Germany were applying pressure. They're putting balls in the box. He was pushing players out of the way to go and put his head and defend things. And it was just like it was like he was watching like a prime Tony Adams, a prime. John Terry, a prime Rio Ferdinand. I'm talking the greats. John Terry, Rio Ferdinand, Tony Adams, Terry Butcher. You know, we, we can't put him next to Bobby Moore because he hasn't lifted any silverware yet. But yes. he's standing next to him. <laughs> yet, exactly. He's standing on. He's standing next to him, and you're just like, I was watching him, and you can only be inspired. I was like, wow. And whose place is in jeopardy? That's hard because. I don't know anyone who played badly. No one. Again, like, like the Czech game, nobody's played in jeopardy, Linz, but I think against the Ukraine, it'll, it'll revert back to a four because I think you're going to have to, you're going to have to find a space for Jack to come into the side now. He's been knocking does on the door. Does he have to start not, not, in that not, game? Because, not does he have to start. I think that the, the team warrants him, tactically it warrants him. I think the Ukraine will dominate possession. I don't think they got too much speed in behind to worry about. So I think he'll go with Shaw, Walker, two centre halves, and I think maybe I think Jack comes into the midfield. So who who misses out? Um, who misses out? Gosh. Uh, <laughs> see, so you're gonna have Rice and Phillips in there. I think you'll go Sterling, Kane, Jack, and Mount or Saka. Probably sack him. You can't take the lad out. But um, so who comes out? I've done the team. Who comes out? From I don't. Know. I don't know. Who, who can ex, you take out? It's, I mean, it's brilliant that we've got these options, but I don't envy Trippier. Gareth. I think Trippier comes out. Nothing to do with how he, he performed. I just think a change of formation. I think we get an extra body in midfield, someone who can play on the half turn and get the it. Set in little pieces pockets. were much better with him there, though, weren't they? Yes. Again, and he might be Carl Walker who misses out, but Carl Walker's defending has been outstanding. Yeah. You know, you go back five years and there was question marks about his concentration levels. He's had four games and he's been pitch perfect. And he's there's been moments in each of them games where he's he's, he's so I think he'll take out Kyle or Trips. Not 
nothing on performance, just a sh- change of shape, just to get Jack into the pockets because we will hold more of the ball against the Ukraine and we'll have to break them down. Well, Joel, England now two to one favourites to win the whole tournament with Coral and Sterling 13 to two with Coral to finish the top goal scorer as well. And the Ukraine looked knackered as well after playing extra time. So how are you feeling about how this draws looking for us now? Well, listen, you can't, you've got to be truthful and you've got to say the draws opened up for us, hasn't it? I think the Ukraine will be, you know, I don't want to, listen, they're a good side with world-class players and any team you play at this stage of the tournament, again, it's going to be a tough game. But having said that, if you'd have asked me for four, in that list four or five teams, realistically, you could play in a quarter final. The Ukraine would have been would have been one of them. Um, you know, Shevchenko, ex teammate of mine, as a manager, inexperienced manager. In that sense, I think they're there. For, Linz, I think they're there for the taking. But this is football; we can't be complacent. The lads have to bring that same energy. But I can't. I can't see it. Can't see a problem with us, but I'm going to watch the Ukraine later because I missed the most of the game just to make sure the next time we chat, I can back up them convictions. I've seen them once, I've seen them one and a half games and I've not seen enough to think where we'll be in any way overly concerned. We just have to do our job and do it well, we'll win the game. The whole of the group of death have now been seen off. Even I want to get carried away now, Joe. It's coming home, isn't Liz, it? Do you know what? If you're getting carried away, we should need <laughs> we need to get worried. You are. If we was a coaching staff, you'd be my. Uh, you're the what if guy, Lind. You're like, well, what if what if Ukraine play well? What if happens? You're the, the person who brings us down now. into realism. <laughs> yeah, keep. I'm worried if if you're not keeping the lid on it, I'm worried about it. And I know that <laughs> Definitely we've all got not. The crazy. lid's off. The lid's been yeah. blown off, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> it was blown off last night. Thank you so much, as always, for listening as well. We're going to be back tomorrow as well in the pub, in the all to play for arms. Another pub is definitely not what I need right now. <laughs> we've got former England winger Trevor Sinclair with us as well as we look forward to that quarter final. You can find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you find your podcast. You've been listening to the All to Play for podcast with Lindsay Hipgrave and Joe Cole, brought to you by Joe and Coral. You've been listening to All to Play for, brought to you by Joe and Coral.